Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, Dan Kaplan. Hard to think that there's ever been a more important time to fight for truth, justice in the American way. You look at what's going around on around us, it, it's just crazy. So glad you are here. And so much talk about a lot of fun stuff to kick around today. If you check out my Twitter, at Dan Kaplis, I tweeted out a headline from the Denver Post, and the Post did a good job with the story. The headline, though, is very bad news for Colorado. Headline is Denver Basic Income Project opens applications will pay homeless up to 1000 a month. Now, predictably, and I confirmed it, this is now a national story, as you would expect it to be, right? If, if a major city is even going to use the words basic income and use them in the context of homeless, that's a really big deal because it's crazy. And, and very few, if any places, have ever done that. And everybody involved knows that that headline is immediately going to go national. The word's going to go out, and it's going to attract many, many additional homeless people to Colorado, right? So the question for you is, why do you think the hard left that controls this state is now actively trying to recruit many more homeless people to this state? Especially when you look around at, at the many, many, many ways that the exploding homelessness problem and the surrender of many governments to homelessness is undermining quality of life for everybody else to one degree or another. And that's not a knock on, on the homeless. Listen, you know, in theory, anybody could end up there. I, I personally think we as individuals and a society have a responsibility to, to do what we can to help people less fortunate. But the reality is mass homelessness, homelessness like this does undermine quality of life for everybody else. And, and disproportionately for those with less income. So why are those on the left trying to recruit more here? 855-405-8255, the number. You can check out that uh, headline on my Twitter, which is at Dan Kaplis. And appreciate it if you go there for whatever reason and follow me. And there's some other good stuff on there. So we're kicking that around. Would love your take on it. Talking about this Kanye West business. You know, Kanye West... Uh, uh, tweeting out that comment about, uh, you know, going DEFCON 3 on Jews, that kind of stuff. And is that anti-Semitic? And does it prove he's an anti-Semite? So we played some sound on that, getting your take. We'll play some more sound as well. Lots more. We want to get into the polls. I, I hope you're like me and like us, and especially this time of year as we get real close to ballots dropping. I think they drop Monday, don't they, Ryan? We'll confirm that. But Coloradans will be getting their ballots in the mail very quickly. 
Uh, debate tonight, right, in the very important Secretary of State's race. Yes, and we'll have Pam Anderson on tomorrow to recap it, but we basically are serving as the pregame show for that, Dan, as it'll start immediately at 6 p.m., University of Denver, televised locally here in Denver on CBS Channel 4. Mm. Yeah, so, wow. And, and I understand the Secretary of State's race usually isn't the one that, you know, gets the blood boiling, but when you've got a clear, you know, political hack uh, like Jenna Griswold in in a position like that that's supposed to be at least semi-sacred you know it's just a where you really have to trust that person's going to run elections right to, to have a and yeah she's a political hack like Griswold I mean she actually had Planned Parenthood you know editing a press release that well, kind of stuff but she's got a more current problem in the last 24 hours apparently the secretary of state's office sent out 30,000 ballot applications to illegal immigrants who are not even citizens of colorado now they try to write it off as a mistake but this is not an isolated instant as you just uh, alluded to dan there's been several things along these lines that have been real fishy and suspect when it comes to jenna griswold and tonight you're gonna have sean boyd moderating this debate so you have to believe that the tough questions are going to be asked of jenna griswold here and i think this is a time for pam anderson to shine and for her to rise yeah. above as the in the integrity candidate that she is oh and i think pam wins the election tonight because anybody who gets to see pam you know is is likely to vote for her, right unless they're a hardcore lefty and she is that impressive and jenna griswold the opposite and we've done this on the show before we can do it again the long litany of uh, reasons why Jenna Griswold should not be in that sensitive position, including spending millions of dollars. And wasn't that COVID release, relief money yeah. to, to put out these these so-called public service spots, which were obviously yeah, yeah, very, uh, very much about promoting her. And my understanding of this 30,000 that went out, Ryan, I mean, that the heart of what you say is absolutely true. I think it was a mix of folks who are here illegally and others who are here legally but not eligible to vote. Correct. But the bottom line being right, right. that 30,000, hey, be sure to register to vote notices with her name on them. And, and you know that's why they're sent now, right, to try to be campaign advertising for her. Well, they have her name on them. Um, yeah. Yeah, what could go wrong? Either way, it's an indictment of Jenna Griswold. Either it was a mistake that should have been prevented or it was intentional and they just kind of blanketed the entire uh, canvas of the landscape with all these ballot applications. Maybe a few slip through the cracks and maybe a few extra votes come Jenna's way. Yeah, and and, you know, a, a side point on that, I mean, there may be some folks out there who get the card and then think, okay, the government's telling me to go register to vote who aren't eligible to and then they could end up in all sorts of trouble but they're confused by it sure absolutely yeah but but what i love about this tonight is that more people get to see pam anderson isn't i told her back in the primary on air on this show it's like she was created in a lab to be a secretary of state she's perfect by temperament by experience you know two tours as clerk and jeffco so yeah the more people who see her, the better chance she has to win. Created in a lab, but not like the COVID-19 virus. I don't think I ever made that comparison. Oh, I'm just saying yes. that it's no. not like that. No, many it's good like things that. have been right. created right. in right. labs, right. right? Yeah, sure, right. absolutely. Things that keep all of us alive. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yep. 855-405-8255, the number. Yeah, but COVID-19, opposite end of that scale. I want to get to some text as well as poll results. We have some new Colorado poll information Uh, Dan, did you read the statement from Tulsi Gabbard why she's leaving the Democratic Party? Yes. And I'm going to play that. Uh, Try to play it in this segment. 
And as someone who left the Democratic Party himself, I take a, a particular interest in that. And then, uh, Dan, would you move to Denver for the 18% chance you may get this 1000 a month? It's not guaranteed that you get it. If you come here, 82% won't. Thank you, Texter. Gives me the chance to make a very important point. The people who are in a state of mind where they could fully appreciate that distinction probably aren't homeless, right? So, so the reality is, Many, many homeless people are suffering from various form of addiction, mental illness, etc. The message that's going to get through nationwide, just look at the national media that's occurring on this right now, is guaranteed income for homeless in Denver. That's the message that's going to get through nationwide. Another good example, when Denver legalized marijuana, when Colorado legalized marijuana and Denver fully embraced it to become the marijuana capital of the world, uh, we had predictably a flood of homeless to Colorado, including a flood of homeless teens. Now, do you think those homeless teens who flocked to Colorado for legalized dope were reading the fine print that you have to be 21? No, they're homeless teens. They're homeless because they're not functioning well. Usually they're not thinking well, they're not getting the fine print. So homeless all over America now are hearing guaranteed income for homeless in Denver. Hey, get me on the next bus. Right. And, and the, the hard left knows this. So that's why it's such an interesting question. Why does the hard left want more homeless in Colorado? I think the answer boils down to obviously the more people dependent on government, the more power the left has and the more likely they are to stay in office. And we see that with all peoples. But, but certainly with the homeless here. The other is some on the hard left have a very gut level, visceral antipathy for, dislike for, some might call it hatred for, most of the rest of us. For, for middle class people, for other people, for anybody who owns a home, anybody who, who's supporting themselves. I, and I know it sounds crazy, but no, there are those on the left who have that anger toward the rest of us. And, and they love the idea, you know, of, of the homeless now, the homeless now disrupting society. There are those people on the hard left, but there can be no doubt, right, about what they're trying to do. The hard left is trying to attract more homeless to Colorado, and unfortunately, they are succeeding. 855-405-8255, game plan. When we come back, so we can do it all at one time, I'll play Tulsi Gabbard, prominent Democrat, ran for president as a Democrat, now leaving the Democratic Party. In her own words, she'll explain why. And we'll get those latest polls. Colorado and a fascinating poll out of Georgia in that critical Senate race. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. That's better. can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, 
who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Hey, it ain't defamation if it's true, right? More from Tulsi Gabbard. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist. Yeah, that makes sense. It's worth playing twice. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. I like her line, cowardly wokeness, that that is so accurate and, and so well said. So I don't know. Is that Ronnie D's VP there, my friend? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's quite a powerful yeah. ticket, I think. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of uh, conservatives, I think, rightfully so, that... They don't necessarily trust her as kind of on our mm-hmm. side, so to speak, yeah. with a lot of these issues. But I think on the core issues, the ones that she uh, kind of listed there in the two clips mm-hmm. that you played, mm-hmm. I do think there's a lot of alignment and I think there's enough. Yeah, I see her more in a Republican cabinet. Yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And a Republican candidate, you know, veteran as well. Uh, Dan says a texture. You can text us, Dan, 57739. Had an interesting conversation with Kelly before the show. And, and Kelly, our phenomenal call screener. It's worth calling in the show just to talk to Kelly. But about how talk radio now is moving so much more toward text, which hopefully people are not doing while driving. But we still, we love our calls. We love our calls. <laughs> and, and so please do Keep calling us, 855-405-8255, the number. Yeah, but the, the reason I like texts are fantastic. Calls on this program, on this program, Dan, with you, is it's a chance for a back-and-forth conversation oh, yeah. where you pose something, listener might push back, you push back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that kind of dynamic is a little harder over text. Love it. And, and yeah. people who disagree, I can't believe they're treated better anywhere than they are on this show. But it's, it's a great opportunity for that battle of ideas. Uh, Dan, now Colorado is number one in the nation for porch pirates. It's getting ridiculous. We need law and order, and I suspect vigilantes may start acting if the police can't. Great text. Thank you for that. And yeah, I was. that is true. KDVR reporting that. We've support surpassed San Francisco. And I know this gets tedious for you, even boring, because it's like every day we have another new piece of data, another new survey, another new poll, more uh, a new release from FBI, etc., that shows Denver one of the worst places anywhere uh, in all of these different categories and Colorado as well more broadly. And yeah, it's sick. And we're going to find out very soon together. Ballots drop in a few days whether uh, the voters of Colorado are going to put up with it. You know what? I think we're going to find out, Ryan, and we'll talk with Dick Wadhams about this tomorrow. He's going to co-host tomorrow is if, if the Republicans lose big in this cycle, which I'm not expecting. If the Republicans lose big, does that mean that we have officially become a blue state? Now, I'm respect, expecting some great Republican victories, not in every race, but I'm expecting a bunch of very important Republican victories. But yeah. things are so bad right now and traceable directly back to 
uh, the left back to individuals, Polis, Weiser, Brittany Pedersen, etc. You can have things be very bad in a state and it's not traceable to either political party like Hurricane Ian. But this stuff here, fentanyl, other crime, right on down the list, it, it can almost all be traced directly A to B. You know, back to Polis and the left. And one of the things I'd like to get Dick Wadhams' uh, take on is it seems, at least in Colorado, the more local an election is, the more likely a Republican is to win. I talked mm-hmm. to Zach Swearingen. He might become the first Republican county commissioner down in Pueblo since 1997, 25 years. We've seen school boards flip like Douglas County. And in that poll that we're talking about, the Marist poll that was just released, Dan, where it shows Jared Polis up 15 among likely voters, Joe O'Day down just six to Michael Bennett, it was dead even, 45-45, when the question was asked, who do you plan to vote for in your U.S. House congressional race, meaning any of the eight districts, it was tied 45-45. And a great point on the Doug Coe school board, right, and how important that was as in a lot of ways, but as a bellwether as well. So that one of the many reasons, yeah, I am expecting a lot of big Republican victories, including some big surprise victories on election night. And because let's face it, if this is not a throw the bums out cycle, when is there ever going to be one? Because remember that this is the post-COVID election. This is our first post-COVID election after the left did all the awful things they did during COVID, trying to take advantage of that, you know, to strip away freedoms and rights. And and my goodness, you combine that with, with the, their craziness in other areas and their extreme slavish commitment to ending the life of children up to the moment of birth. And then, you know, that the headline items, inflation, economy, crime, if, if this is not throw the bums out. I mean, listen to this. This is from MSNBC, a, a, essentially an extension of the DNC. And listen to what, what they're saying right now about the latest polling. When you look at our most recent NBC poll here and you ask folks, what is the single most important issue that's going to drive your vote in this year's midterm elections? A combined 34 percent cite either jobs in the economy or inflation. And you combine those two, that's the biggest single number you're going to get on that question. The Republicans have a nearly 30 point Mm. advantage over the Democrats. It's 8 percent in our most recent poll who cite abortion as the number one issue in their midterm vote. Democrats have a comparable advantage uh, within that 8 percent over Republicans. But 34 (laughs) versus 8, that's economy and inflation. That's where abortion is. Yeah, I, I like that math. Think of the beautiful irony, Ryan. The Democratic Party being aborted by the abortion issue. I mean, and that's what's happening. If you look at the broader trend lines, that's been happening for a while. And then every now and then you see a blip in favor of Democrats. But there's usually another explanation for that, you know, such as pushback against the election, the surprise election of President Trump, a surprise to them. But the overall arc has been against the Democrats and the common denominator has been their extremism. On abortion, that's not where America's at. Americans have seen ultrasounds now. That they are not where Michael Bennett and Jared Polis and Joe Biden and this whole abortion till the moment of birth and for many of them after birth, Democratic Party's at. It's killing the Democratic Party. Hey, when we come back, Herschel Walker's asking me for money. Should I give? Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, 
Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Glad you're with us. Wow, the end is in sight. Colorado elections. Eric Odlin has been fighting the good fight, running the race for a long time now and doing it as as well as a person can possibly do this. And, And it's been brutal, but he's been heroic throughout. He's running against Brittany Pedersen in Colorado's 7th Congressional District. Now, I understand you probably don't live there, but it's a really important race because Ed Perlmutter used to have the job. Now it's an open seat. It's a chance for a pickup. Checking in with Eric to see how the battle is going. Eric, welcome back to the Dan Kaplan Show. Good to be with you, Dan. Thanks for the kind introduction. And it is a battle. It's a dead heat. We're within two points, and we can win this. Man, I'll tell you, that is such good news. And let me give the website now so I don't space it. It's oddlandforcolorado.com. That's two A's in the beginning, double A-D-L-A-N-D for Colorado.com. And if Brittany Pedersen wants us to give out her website, she's welcome here every day, all day. Would love to have an endless conversation with her. Yeah. And we might just sneak you in the back door, too. We, We could end up having our own debate in here. Speaking of which, you guys have one coming up, right? Well, we have one with nine news. It's a short one, uh, no audience, and Kyle Clark's the moderator. So it's going to be interesting. But I will talk and go on any stage with uh, my opponent. Uh, She won't do the same, but I'm looking forward to any opportunity for people to see the difference between us. You say Kyle Clark's the moderator? He is. (laughs) So, So I am assuming from that that Brittany's husband was not available to moderate? He's busy that night? He might be coaching. <laughs> okay, no, but I, I, yeah, it'd be about the same difference there. But hey, no, I think that's great, and I'm, I'm glad you're stepping up. Uh, how much time are they giving you? I think it's a, it's a half hour. Oh man, uh, pre-recorded. But, oh but man, we did have a forum with the League of Women Voters. I, I advise your audience to check it out because. We answered some tough questions, and they can see clearly that my opponent has no solutions to the issues most important to District 7, which is inflation, the, the, the disaster course we are on economically, the out-of-control crime in Colorado, including the fact that we're, we're tops in the nation and fentanyl overdose deaths and number one in the nation for auto theft, number one in the nation for bank robberies, cocaine capital of the country, on and on and on. She, well, she has no solutions. Well, and let's hope there's an active discussion, certainly in this upcoming debate, of her role in, in making many of those things worse. And so just talking about the role of her ideology and her direct actions in government and and the stuff she's advocated. So let's hope that's all on the table. I know that's going to be a lot to do in half an hour. But like you say, you you would debate her anywhere, anytime. And uh, and all you get is this half hour because she's she's afraid of you. Right. She's afraid and she's afraid of a fair moderator who will ask those tough questions about about those things. I just mentioned the economy and crime and her role and contributing to fentanyl overdose deaths. She championed the 2019 right. bill, which made it, uh, you know, reduced it from a felony to a misdemeanor for possessing a fatal dose of fentanyl. So 
this is a problem and we've got to address it and she's got no answers well amen to that and and you know the game eric it's it's not about the tough question uh because i i think kyle clark's game is he will ask the tough question what he won't do is the follow-up it's all in the follow-up because you can ask as you know eric you can ask anybody the toughest question you want to and it's meaningless if they just avoid it and they aren't pressed to actually answer it. And that's what you're going to see, unfortunately, in, in your debate. I mean, a real moderator does the follow up and, and that's what's going to be missing there. Let's hope that the format is such that that you're allowed to follow up directly with her. I hope that's the case, Dan. I, I, I do, because we've got, I think the voters want answers, why there's a fentanyl crisis in Colorado, why there's a crime wave. Uh, what What is a representative going to do in Congress to address out-of-control inflation and the disaster and crisis on the southern border? Uh, we've got to be able to answer these tough questions if we're going to go to represent Colorado and District 7 in Washington. And, and Eric, if somebody wants probably the best thorough summary of of why you should win and why people across the state and country should support you my guess is it's probably the gazette's endorsement of you is that right or is there something else you'd refer them to i think that's a great place to start that was a well-written article it was it was nice to see the uh, gazette come out and support me and endorse me so i i think your listeners can start there and then they can follow up on my website which is as comprehensive as i've been able to make it well, my friend, you've done a great job start to finish. Let's keep talking. When are you guys taping this debate? Uh, it is, I think it's the 21st of October okay. is, is the nine news. Man. and then. But, but so go, it's not even yeah. coming out until after ballots have been out? That's right. Oh, man. It, yeah. And, and I hope voters take that into account. I understand it's unlikely that most find out about the way she's hid from you. But when she's hiding from you, she's hiding from them. And that disrespects the voters. If you have to hide yourself from the voters, you probably shouldn't be the congressperson. Well, that's right. We're accountable to the people. That's where the power rests. And, and we're, we're, we're meant to go represent the people and yeah. be their voice. And if you're afraid to debate or afraid to take the stage in front of the voters, now that should tell you something. Amen. Amen. Well, hang in there, my friend, and uh, look forward to hearing all about it. Well, thanks so much, Dan. Yeah, we've got a great race, and we're going to win this. And can use all the support from your listen, listening audience uh, that we can take from contributions to volunteers. We've got a great ground game and have all the momentum. So Oddlandforcolorado.com, two A's, oddlandforcolorado.com. Eric has done his part. Let's the rest of us do ours. Thank you, man. Hang in there. Thank you so much, Dan. Have a great day. Fighting the good fight. Eric Odlin. 855-405-8255, and, and I stand by it. I mean, I haven't been here that long. I've been in Colorado maybe 45 years, maybe a little more than that, but I've never seen anything close to as talented a slate, as impressive a slate, I mean, overall, of GOP candidates. And uh, so Eric is definitely one of them. But let me ask you about this, and then we'll take it into the next break. I'll be anxious to get Ryan's take on it. Herschel, I have a personal email here my name's the only one on it from herschel walker so i am assuming he has sent this to me and me directly okay but herschel is asking me to donate money should i i i would love love some input on this i don't want to be disingenuous and say i'd love some help on this because i've already decided but I'd, I'd love some input on this 
at 855-405-8255 or text Dan57739. So should I give money to Herschel Walker? But this piece he sent, Ryan, and I'm sure you haven't seen it because he just sent it to me. Just you. The headline on it is Thomas and Kavanaugh 2.0. So that that is how the Walker campaign is framing this latest series of attacks that the allegation that he paid for an abortion and then his son attacking him as well. His son, who's a prominent social media type. So it says, oh, I guess this wasn't to me personally. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Here's the giveaway. Mm. Fellow American. Well, you are a fellow American. True. But I think it would have said Dan if it was me personally. hope so, yeah. Okay. When I decided to run for office, I knew I would be attacked. Unfortunately, that's politics these days. Then it gets too long. Sorry. Uh, But um, then he goes on to say, in their desperation to find something to distract the voters from real issues and blunt our momentum, they came up with an October surprise, in quotes, alleging that I paid for a woman to have an abortion. Then he puts this in bold. Let me be clear, I have never paid for anyone to have an abortion. It's a flat-out lie. Goes on to say, the left used these tactics against Justice Clarence Thomas in an unsuccessful effort to keep him off the Supreme Court. Then 27 years later, they did the same thing to Justice Brett Kavanaugh as they tried to destroy him, his reputation, and his family. Their intimidation tactics didn't work on Justice uh, Thomas, uh, Justices Thomas or Kavanaugh and they're not going to work on me. So, it's interesting. It's interesting. Is the same thing going on here? Because we know how hideous the attacks on Justice is Kavanaugh and Thomas were. Is the same thing going on with Herschel Walker? Ryan, and when we get back, you tell me, as, as well as update people on the poll results in Colorado, please, and in Walker's race, is this line of attack going to backfire on the Democrats in Georgia. Big question, though. Should I respond to this letter by donating to Herschel Walker's campaign? 855-405-8255. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Georgia. Georgia. The whole day mm, Good pull there, Ryan. So much attention on Georgia, right? Because control of the Senate may turn on that Georgia Senate race, which which Herschel Walker had been, I I think, had been on track to win before these latest series of allegations that he uh, allegedly paid for a woman to have an abortion and then allegations from his son as well. And so the question becomes, you know, should I contribute to Herschel Walker in response to this email that I just got from him along with probably everybody else in America that I I quoted on air. And it's really an interesting question, at least for me personally, because, hey, you know know the drill. For me, life, the life issue is, is the foundation. It is the foundational issue. It is the primary, not the only, but the primary reason I switch from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party because it is the fundamental human rights issue of our lifetime. If they kill you before birth, the other issues don't matter. And, and so it is foundational for me as a voter. So if Herschel Walker paid for an abortion, obviously I wouldn't like that, but 
I have to tell you, that would in no way, shape, or form stop me from donating to him or or supporting his campaign in any other way if I was 100% certain that in office he would vote the right way on the life issues. To me, that's the big thing. Personal morality matters. Of course, my guess is you take that into account when you're choosing the candidates to support. I do as well. It matters. But the morality of the the policy, the morality of the action that the candidate is going to take in office is, is more important to me because it's that morality, that public morality, the morality of the policies they're going to support that's going to have the big impact on society on every level. So in my mind, there is zero doubt that Herschel Walker will be a reliable vote for the pro-life cause. And that's why I have no problem supporting him. Now, am I saying that there's nothing in someone's private life that would disqualify them, in my opinion? Of course, I'm not saying that. But when it comes to Herschel Walker and what has been proven, because to me, that's the other key. You know, you can make all the allegations you want against whoever you want to in a political race. And unless they are proven, I'm not going to give them any weight. In terms of the proven allegations, is it proven at this point that he paid for a woman to have an abortion? No, he, he denies it. But. But for the sake of my analysis and whether to make a donation to his campaign, I'm going to assume that he did that. I'm not saying he did, but I'm going to assume that he did that. And for the reasons I just stated, that would not stop me because I know in office he would take action to protect the unborn. I, I would I would vote for somebody who came out and said, listen, I'm personally pro-abortion, but in office I'm going to vote pro-life for this reason, this reason, that reason, that reason. I would vote for that person because would I rather they personally be pro-life? Yes. But if I'm certain that they're going to vote pro-life in office, then I will support them. Conversely, the candidates who say, oh, I'm personally pro-life, but in office, I'm going to be pro-abortion. Screw that. I mean, what do you think I am, an idiot? Yeah, that sounds a lot like Joe Biden's position for many years. The latter, which you just described. Which is so weak I mean, don't they realize how weak and dishonest that makes them look when a candidate says that I, I mean it's even worse because they're admitting they know better and and they're going to be pro-abortion anyway because that's what advances them politically ah, so to worst. you dan in this case we're talking about herschel walker it doesn't matter whether or not you believe him. He's denying it. Yeah. And then it's not even that you're extending no. benefit of the doubt. You're assuming a worst case scenario that, hey, let's say Listen. he did it, but he will vote to support the pro-life cause. That's the basis on which oh, you would make oh, that decision. Yeah. And the other part of it is, Ryan, some of the greatest heroes of the pro-life movement, and you know this because you know some of these people, yeah. um, are people who've had abortion. Abby Johnson. People who actively promoted abortion. People who worked in Planned Parenthood, doctors who conducted abortion, people who were pro-abortion for decades and then followed the science to the pro-life movement. President Trump. So, yeah, there's another example. So 
No, if Herschel Walker paid for an abortion, I would not hold that against him as long as I was convinced he was going to be pro-life in office because so many people in the past have been pro-abortion or have had abortions or or conducted abortions or whatever and, and then have come to see things differently. So, yeah, I care about what they're going to do in office. And the way I would frame it is, who is the person that Herschel Walker is now? Because a lot of us have a past that we're not proud of or mistakes that we've made. And Herschel Walker, he may have evolved not only on this issue, but as a human being and as a Christian. And when I've heard him speak, I've heard that in him. And I don't pretend to know his heart. But I am definitely on the square of giving him benefit of the doubt status. I think the burden of proof is always on the accuser, and that proof has not been presented. Right. And I think another important thing to keep in mind, and I know everybody does, is that we're all a work in progress, right? And, and we're all better than we were yesterday, but not as good as we want to be. And, and so that's part of it also. But bottom line for me is if I'm confident they're going to do the right thing in office and that's what's going to affect so many people and so many lives, that's the priority for me. Unless there's something just completely, just possibly can't tolerate. But I haven't seen that proven against Herschel Walker. Ryan, great job. Kelly, you as well. Please join us tomorrow on the Dan Kaplan Show.